0: Welcome to Tonebenders. My name is Tim and I will be your host for today. We're going to be talking about the amazing film, The Sound of Metal. And sitting in the co-pilot chair today with me is Teresa Morrow. Teresa, do you want to give us a quick synopsis of the film for those that haven't seen it yet?
1: Sure. Uh, so The Sound of Metal is directed by Darius Marder. The story is the story of a drummer in maybe not a hardcore band, but a pretty hardcore band who uh, is on tour with his partner, the other member of his band and starts to lose his hearing. It's sort of the journey of him trying to figure out how to cope with this change in his life. Yeah, I I wouldn't say much more about it than that. For sure. It's such a wonderful film as a sound person to watch because obviously there's so much sound specific story to it. Also a really good film to watch if you are a human being (laughs) because to me that was sort of the Poignant thing about it was uh, the process of becoming a better human being. I think is sort of what the movie is about.
0: Okay, I'm gonna be like a click track. You can play to me. No. Huh? You can. Adjust. It's different, but it is what it is, Lou. <sighs> Lou, we have a t- Lou. We have a tour book. It's not safe. We have a tour book. We have a tour book, Lou. No.
1: Matter, yes, it we do. We it's not it's
0: not saved. Stupid. And joining us today to tell us about that sound journey to make the soundtrack of this film, we have Nicholas Becker joining us from France. He was a sound supervisor and editor on Sound of Metal. His previous credits include American Honey, Gravity, and Dow. Welcome to Tonebenders, Nicholas. I'm so glad you could join us today.
2: Thank you. I'm very happy to be here with you, too.
0: Also joining us from Mexico City is Jaime Bashkett. You know him from his work on one of my all-time favorite films, Pan's Labyrinth. Come on, you can't get any better than that. Uh, He's worked on hundreds of other films. Welcome to the show, Jaime.
3: Uh, Thank you very much for the invitation. Uh, Very nice.
0: And finally, we have Heike Kasi joining us from Finland today. Heike did the Foley for Sound of Metal, and regular listeners of Tonebenders will recognize his name as anyone who has ever worked with Heike in the past can't stop praising how great he is to work with and what a wonderful person he is. So you've heard him on the Foley for Ad Astra, The Little Prince, The Cave, and literally hundreds and hundreds of more films. So welcome to the show, Heike. We get emails fairly regularly asking to have you on the show, Heike, so I'm glad that we finally made it happen today.
4: Thank you, thank you. I'm happy to be here.
0: I think that when you get a film that's called The Sound of Metal, Mm -hmm. it's immediately obvious that sound is going to be a very important part of this film. It's about someone losing their hearing. I'm wondering, just like when you first got the script, did you go through and make notes? And how excited were you when you saw what this project was going to be? If you want to take that first, Nicholas.
2: The director, Darius, called me maybe like one one year before to start the, the shoot. And talk me directly about the film, telling the story, you know, like through through the telephone, like like that. It's it's very rare, you know. Like you, maybe you in your life you do you do like two or three films which are really sound based. You're lucky. You are lucky, my lucky person. You know. So uh, and also it was a first film. I love first film uh, because that's you have the chance to be there for when the director starts to build his uh, his world his territory. So I think it's always like a very complex but very interesting moment, you know. Then after he sent me the script, and also he came like one week in Paris. Before the shoot, we spent like four or five days just like speaking about the, the project. He was already very documented because his brother is a musician and also there, uh, his aunt had the same similar problem, so we knew a lot about it. When we start to speak about it, we really could ex- exchange and straight away have a, a very interesting conversation about that. Because I think that also the idea of immersive sound—it's something I, I worked with on, on maybe uh, uh, 127 hours. You know, then also I worked on that with Gravity. You know like when people were immersed in their uh, astronaut suit, so how to, you know, to create the, the sound inside of the suit. So for me, it was quite logical to, to push forward this uh, exploration of the inner sound, perspective from, from inside of the body, you know? Maybe not like from the brain, but really like from the, the, the idea of the body, not ha- how you analyze them, but more like how you perceive them. And the only way you can do something right it's to take a lot of risk, you know? I, lo- I love this kind of challenge. It was extremely important for me to have people I can really work with and I know that uh, they're great. I knew Eike before and uh, I was a Foley artist before and, and I know his work and we are friends and I knew that if Ak will accept to work on the film, it's gonna be amazing. I didn't knew Jaime before but when I met Jaime, uh, straight away it became obvious that Jaime is, for me, one of the, the best mixer I never worked with. In On the human side also, I think it was pretty simple, uh, straight away. So I think I, I was very, very lucky. And I think I, I wouldn't have been able to do that without these two guys. Thank you,
4: Nicolas. <laughs> Thank you. <laughs> Jaime, I think PO something for <laughs> me. Yeah. Thank you. Yeah. Nicola got this idea of of using microphone from stethoscope. We did quite a lot of recordings for for Sound of Metal with that. I first started to use, in the beginning of sessions, I started to use contact microphone, but uh, uh, it was pretty okay. But the, the stethoscope microphone where you were able to listen to your body movements and actually you can hear the blood running in your veins, that was totally different than using, for example, Contact microphone and, and uh, it was so organic and it was it was exactly I think it was exactly what Nicola was talking
2: about. We made some uh, recording with Riz, you know, during the shoot. The shoot.
1: Riz Ahmed, who's the star of the film.
2: When he's when he's in the booth, you know, uh, with the audiologist. Actually, I bring all the same like stethoscope, geophone, you know, like close mic, uh, uh, a small mic, like uh, voice technologies, you know, small mic you can put in, in your mouse, you know, so for us, it was starting to be, to be like a bit like the basic library, we're going to give to also to the editor to be able to, to work, you know, with the key, we don't speak too much about technique, but we we'll speak more about the feeling, you know, what we want to give. And also, I, I really like when it's not perfect, but it's true. I, let's say I'm recording 95% of the Atmos effects for I'm, I'm editing, so I, and I try always to, to get the right sound when I record, you know, a bit like some old-fashioned uh, rock producer, you know, they, who try to get everything during the recording.
0: So you've got all these perfect sounds that you've built up from special recordings for the movie. Then you hand it all over to Jaime. And what does he do with it?
2: It was a bit strange for me because Jaime is, we in Europe, we're mixing less wild, you know. So at the start, I was like, wow, you know, it was like, woohoo. <laughs> it was like, it was, it, was, it was too big for me. And, and, and slowly, you know. At the start, just when he was starting to mix in, but at the end, when 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 the when each sequence was finished, I was like, yeah, this is nice, actually, you know? So for me, it was a bit like culturally, a bit, a bit different, you know? And, and then I think we found uh, with Jaime of saying like, maybe we, we could do that or maybe we could do that. But most of the time I was like, wow, this is cool. You know, I was listening what he was doing. You know, came the magic. What you said to me was,
3: that you don't want to have really nothing noticeable. It was like a merge of a lot of different layers. So this was difficult (laughs) because yes, I never saw a film with uh, such amount of uh, detail in sound. There were a lot of different layers of uh, ambience and crazy sounds in, in the middle, just to create a new texture. Sometimes there were like, 50 different sounds that plays together. And each other, each one makes a little bit of something. So it was uh, quite interesting to mix that kind of things because this um, happens in every scene.
1: You're kind of trying to figure out what Nicholas wanted that nuance to signify?
3: uh uh-huh. This was the difficult part. I have a strange way to work in pro-tools Normally, I work with my partner, Michelle.
0: Michelle Kudelank.
3: And I'm in the console, and Michelle is in the computer. And then we switch. She's in the faders, I'm in the computer. But the thing is, with her, we were able to change focus to the sounds that were appearing more or less in the same scene. So it was moving all the time, yes. It was waving. <laughs> we were able to really tithe, craft the mix very fine. I think
2: so, hopefully. <laughs> I think
3: that
0: we can't not have a conversation about the processing that you did for the cochlear implants.
2: We knew that we have to find something extremely hardcore for the implants. I, I did a lot of tests, and I remember that I, uh, tools from IRCAM lab it's a tool which is working a bit like Melodyne, you know, they are FFT-based. Uh, so you are able to separate the transient from the, from the harmonics, from the noise. So the idea, I make some taste and say, okay, let's have fun. I'm, I'm, I'm only keeping the noise. I save that. I'm only keeping the harmonics. I save that. And I only keep the transient. I save that. And after I put that back together. And because, because of course, it's it's not perfect, it's become like a bit like a Frankenstein sound, you know? Everything is there, but nothing is at the right moment or at the right level or, you know? Everything is wrong. I received some message from people who have like cochlear implants and said to me, this is weird, you know? This is so close from reality, you know? We use we that we were in, a, in, a, in, a, in, a, in a, the right territory, but then after, also, there's a kind of a bit of artistic license. My amazing uh, co editor, Carolina Santana, took all the sound, divide them in three parts, and rebuild them. So we had like a double, like one dry and, and one uh, weight. In that way, Jaime was able exactly to kind of find a way to make it understandable, to find the, the limits, you know, so, to decide the. the so mix between the dry and the wet.
3: Also, uh, we use a double spanner system for the uh, panning of all these uh, sounds. Because uh, if you lose your ears and you use the implant, it seems like you're not going to have the uh, directional information. It's, it's going to be like uh, crazy in some way. But, uh, but I don't think it's going to be omnidirectional. It's going to be like sometimes you're going to get something not in the right sign of the sound coming, but probably it's going to be opposite. It's going to be like confused. For doing that, we use a double spanner system in which we create a very small 5.1 system and then this 5.1 was re-panning with the, with the other spanner.
0: This is the spanner plug-in by Cargo Cult,
3: right? That's- yes, yes. So the first spanner was like making a really small 5.1. And then with the other spanner, we make all these crazy non-directional work. Uh, bad information of direction.
0: Well, the sound aggregation and the way that you've uh, kind of misled us with the panning, it really works to help tell this really great story.
1: It's built on such a strong script. The acting is just so very, very good. (laughs) I don't know what the right superlative word is for that, but...
2: I mean, like, that's something when you, you, you have the chance to do that things with people you love, and it's... At the end, the film is great and everybody liked it. It's 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 a, it's a really a great uh, pleasure, you know. It's like uh, wow, you like, woof, you know.
4: I need to say that with this film, working with this film, it it wasn't at all. There was no moment when you felt that you tried to fix something. It was just you're part of the story. It, it, it was I, I felt strongly all the time, and it's great to be telling the story with other 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 people. And of uh, course, there's also a project that uh, I have the feeling that I need to fix something. <laughs> and uh, and uh, this project didn't have that feeling at all.
3: Something that was very different from other movies I've been mixing is that uh, uh, you, you gave us uh, all the, the tools to, to be creatives. And you let us be creatives, and that's something that is normally doesn't happen. <laughs> so thank you very much, my dear Nicolas,
2: uh, I totally, totally accept to Jaime to say you can do whatever you want with it. You know, I mean, I mean, I mean, knowing that we are all going in the same direction and we are we all agree on the, on the on the you know the basic idea of what we want to achieve. So you know, I, I it's even uh, for me, it's very important. And I think also uh, yeah. that's why also he's amazing. And uh, the fact that Darius also spent a lot of time with me. You know, I said to him, you know, this is your film. I don't want saying, so, you know, like, oh, give me your film. And uh, give me uh, eight weeks You come back and it's going to be amazing. You know, I don't work uh, like that. You know, I, I, I said to Darius, you know, Darius, I want you to be like, Maybe six six weeks with me, you know. I, I want from this the, the morning to the end, you know. I want to understand how your brain is functioning, how how you see, how you how you hear, you know, how you feel. You know, I want to be able to go in your brain and be an extension in a way of of your cognitive uh, world. You know, that I love that also. You know, to be able to to try to go in the head of someone. You know, so I, we were going to the head of Riz, but we are. I was also going to the head of Darius. You know, this film was made with not so much time and not so much money. Now it's very important, I think for me to show that collaborating is so important and also the human side of the work is so important. But I think, I think we are looking for the same thing, you know, like three of the three of us, you know. We are not super young anymore. We had like 20 or 30 years of, of work behind us. And uh, we want to work on good film and 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 be free, you know. And uh, the next step will not be for us like to do an, a Marvel film or, or or something like that, you know. The next step will be to fight to to continue to work with like very interesting directors, which are making independent film, and trying to 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 create a, a setup or. Uh, an environment where everybody can uh, feel uh, free to experiment and uh, feel free to take risks, really collaborate together and, and try to all together push the boundaries. So I think that's what we want, you know? And it will never happen that with with a big film like, like a Marvel or a big, you know? These films are connected to reality and to what we, we you know what's happening in the world you know they are connected to that and uh, that's why also for me i I like to work with this kind of thing because it's it's, it's, they're not like pure pure fiction they're they're like and and i think that's why it's even stronger you know because it's like from reality you make a fiction and the fiction creates a reality and it's like
4: much more deep nicola i think i think you gave the most important guideline for me that you said that for example when we started doing the experiments with uh, subjective moments in that body and, and head. You said that, uh, think about that you are doing one draw on a, on a painting and uh, if you do the one line right, it looks like somebody's face. So uh, I think that that was the best thing you said and it was good that you didn't say any more. <laughs> oh my goodness.
0: I think a really great way to express how successful the film is, is that after I saw it, I talked to my uh, mother, who's in her late 70s, and I said, you have to see this film. And she said, oh, okay, what's it about? I'm like, well, it's about a drummer in a noise corps band that's a former drug addict. And she was just like, I don't wanna see this. And I was like, you want to see this movie? Like, nothing about it was kind of in her wheelhouse, but then once she watched the movie, she called me up and was just like, thank you so much for telling about this movie. I loved it, it was amazing. But really, it's just about uh, a person finding their way. And it's a beautiful film. And thank you very much for joining us, everybody. Thank you,
2: Deza. Thank you, Tim. Thank you.
3: Thank you.
0: Tonebenders is produced by Timothy Muirhead, Renee Coronado, and Teresa Morrow. Theme music is by Mark Strait. Send your emails to info at Follow us on Twitter via at the Tonebenders and join Tonebenders Podcast on Facebook. Support this podcast. You can use our links when you shop with Amazon or B&H, or leave us a tip. Just go to tonebenderspodcast.com and click the support button. Thanks for listening. If you are interested in more pro-audio related content, stay tuned to hear what other members of the Audio Podcast Alliance are releasing. To learn more and find links to other shows similar to Tonebenders, go to audiopodcast.org. Hi, this is Christian from the A Sound Effect podcast. In our latest episode, you'll hear field recordist adventurer, George Vlad from Mindful Audio, talk about his travels and work, including his latest library, African Desert, all at asoundeffect.com forward slash podcast. Hi, this is Michael Helms, host of the Location Sound podcast. My recent guest is production sound mixer, Byron Mayer, based out of Copenhagen, Denmark. We talk about recording sound on the feature film Torbos, the official Oscar entry for South Africa. Check out the latest episode.